You ready? Yeah. Okay, go. Hey, Yui, it's Louie. Guess he's all brand new. -y. Your favorite puffs are back for more, so come along, Tui. This is the happiest day ever of my life. Yeah. Louie, it's Louie. He's ready for Yui. So jump right in and play pretend you know what to do. -y. Okay, let's do this. Whoa. <laughs> Watch all new Bluey on demand in the Disney Now app and Friday at 5.30 on Disney Junior. Hello and welcome to yet another episode of the podcast without a cool acronym. The podcast will review Disney television animation shows and shows animated overseas, but technically distributed by Disney in America, because why the heck not? <laughs> I'm your host, Chandler Desrochers, and joining me today via Zoom, we have Tyler Green. Who wants night bacon? <laughs> Kitty Quinn. Oi, Mike. And we have two people joining us for the very first time. You know him as the other half of Flannel Music, along with Tyler, Andy HG. Hey, Dodgy Brothers, do you have anything other than baked beans? <laughs> <laughs> and jo Don't also joining us, Rita. <laughs> <laughs> and also joining us for the very first time, uh, Kate, Kate, I'll let you take this one. All right, you know her from her Twitter and her amazing art at Carousel Unique, and you know her as my amazing bestie. Please welcome Aww. to the show, Miranda. Yay! 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 Nice. All righty, you know people. Yay! All right, we... so I've I've been looking forward to recording this all day. This is going to be oh, so much fun. Yeah. Um, because... Are you ready for some brain rot? Yes, we are. We are here. We are back to talk about. Well, because this is the first time I've had all of you on to talk about this show. Obviously, yes. we've talked about this show once before. And two of the people on that episode, uh, Micah and uh, Scott, had not actually seen the show before. And they'd watched a couple episodes. But then um, John Sebastian, who I wanted to have on this, but the other stuff come up, uh, was one of the, was along with myself, one of the people that was a huge fan. But this time I've got all of everyone, like everyone here is like, all into the brain rot of it and we're oh, yeah. we're all here for it it's so good i'm just it's such saying a good show. i'm just saying turn your headphones <laughs> down now there's gonna be a lot of screaming all we <laughs> want is to rot your brain yes um <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yes of course we're back to talk about bluey and there's a few um i kind of when we were putting together this episode i kind of told everyone okay so just think of a couple episodes you want to talk about tyler had a whole list um and um <laughs> and yes, that's uh, true. and kitty suggested a few others so we're kind of going to be just going through those um, a few of them are repeats, the, but that's okay because we have more to Louis say about them too. There's just so much to talk about. There's so many good episodes. Great episodes. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That just even if we're repeating episodes, it's great to hear perspectives from new people. I think. Yeah. Absolutely. Like. Um, like I was. Un oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was unprepared for the absolute chaotic nature of Hammer Barn. That is all. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, Hammer Barn was so good, and that's like uh, that one's I, delightful. the 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 wall of the paint samples, especially that like that unlocked a memory from my childhood that I had completely yes. forgotten. Like just looking <laughs> at these 
paint samples like the only part of home depot that didn't give me a headache yes oh big same big same i would collect paint samples and my mom would get so mad at me because it's like why do you have these and i'm like because it makes me feel something (laughs) it makes me feel happy okay i didn't know how to express depression back then i didn't know how to express depression back then so i just kept paint samples to make me feel things i love I love that episode, so we'll, we'll probably start with that one. Um, so that episode's yeah. really fun because it starts off, um, you know, with... Oh, Chandler, before we go any further, do we want to start with our relationships with, with the shower? Oh, yeah, 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 of course. Yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm <laughs> skipping a step. Yeah, so go yeah. ahead. Everyone kind of go through and talk about your relationship with the show and how you came to find out about it. Uh, Starting Andy, you can go first. Andy! Yeah. So me, I'm an educator, and... um. I work with uh, different nursery schools throughout my career. And every Friday during the summer, we would watch a movie, usually a new movie that's on uh, streaming, such as uh, the new Space Jam, which I have less than favorable things to say about that movie. (laughs) (laughs) But afterwards, we would watch episodes of Bluey. And one of my students would quote a couple episodes line for line. And... After that, I just decided to start watching it on my own after um, after that day. And I was like, oh, this is really good. <laughs> it's like, why is my student, you know, who, who was six at the time, uh, you know, just quoting this line for line? Like, literally, after watching it, she's just saying every line. And then it's like, oh, this is actually good. This is not just, for, not, not, not just good for kids, but it's actually really fun for adults as well. Yeah, and, the um, show is basically The Simpsons for kids when you think about it. It really it's is yeah. insanely quotable. Has focuses on a well, not really a dysfunctional family, but more of an eccentric family. Yeah, they're and, eccentric. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And has so. a very amazing cast of side characters too, which easily deserve their own episode. So many side characters! Like, there's a whole list of them on the official website. Some of them even have their own episodes now, like uh, Lucky with Pass the Parcel, which we'll talk about soon. Yes, yes. Right. Lucky's dad. Yeah. Lucky's dad's <laughs> rules. I swear to God, Lucky's dad looks exactly like Mr. Peanut Butter. That's a little distracting. <laughs> I didn't think of that. It doesn't help that he sounds like D. Bradley Baker as well. An Australian D. Bradley Baker. Come to think of it, it's kind of wild that, but I guess it's mostly going to be Australian people. I'm like, it's wild that D hasn't done any voices for this show yet because he's done voices for everything. Well, we should mention real quick that recently there have been some cameos in the new season of Bluey. Like, for example, Eva Mendez does a voice in, I forget which episode, but she does a brief voice in a yoga video that, uh, that Chili's watching. And then oh, nice. Natalie Portman is in the whale watching episode. Oh, really? The, uh, documentary narr- narrator. Yeah. <laughs> so there are I was, American I was guessing that that's what happened this season. I guarantee yeah. you that that is the case that, you know, they, they have kids that watch the show and they're like, hey, can we do a guest role on the show? Cause that's yeah. that's how that's how that happens a lot of the time. I know that's how that's how Slash ended up doing kicking up a notch for Phineas and Ferb. He yes. approached Dan and Swampy, not the Fuck other yeah. way around. <laughs> I'm pretty and, sure that's how Patton Oswald did MLP as well. That's like, probably did MLP yeah. for his daughter and 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 Al, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Um, yeah, excuse me. And it is kind of fun. Yeah, what was I gonna say? 
It is also kind of interesting that the main cast of Louis is also pretty well known. Like obviously David McCormack is a really well-known musician in Australia. And I forgot her name, but the actress who does Shilly, she was in Love and Monsters. Melanie Zanidi. Wait, she Melanie was in Zanidi. that? Oh, yeah. Um, Wait, yeah, I believe. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> who was she in Love and Monsters? Uh, it was one of the, I think it was one of the side characters. Let me check. Oh my God. You know, I'm kind of tempted to say we should talk about Love and Monsters on KRT. Yes. <laughs> I haven't watched Doctor Who in God knows how long, but that would be oh, God. My a perfect episode to talk about. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, Miranda, what were you saying? slides myself into that episode as well. Yes. <laughs> yes. We, we need you for all the Doctor Who, basically. It's, it's not a Moffat episode, but I forget who wrote that one, but God. <laughs> So I'm pretty uh, sure that was a Russell. Yeah, yeah, it had to it had to be a Russell. Uh, so Andy, is there any more you wanted to say about your relationship oh, yeah. with Louie? Or... And then of course there's Tyler and I who make endless jokes and uh, references to Bluey. <laughs> yeah, as well we, as the Simpsons. We, we can me and Andy converse in two ways: Simpsons jokes <laughs> and Bluey jokes. Fuck and yes. then we combine the two. <laughs> yeah. Crabs. <laughs> so, <laughs> and there's so a gold just, mine we I've found seen, I've both. seen the meme of uh, Bluey uh, looking like she's going to hit uh, Bandit with the chair in the bathroom yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which, so for a heads which up, I don't think is anything Bluey would actually do but you know you for would. the meme have, what? have you seen hairdressers I haven't she seen that is one not that, above was... that stuff but okay, then again Bingo did the worst thing in hairdressers <laughs> yeah I didn't see that one don't it's <laughs> Easily the worst episode, in my opinion. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Besides, Blue, Bluey and Bingo have, well, obviously they're kids, so it's a little more justifiable, have yeah. almost kept Bandit from getting bit. on work to time. So, I mean, getting to work yeah. on time. They, they frequently are making their parents late for things. <laughs> frequently. It's to a be lot. fair. To be fair, fuck capitalism. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's a good get- thing. Yeah, well, yeah. and also there's one episode where which we'll get into that shows that oh, well, actually, you know, that that little thing that happened actually snowballed into a huge life changing event. You know, yeah. that being, <laughs> well, we'll 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 get into that. We'll we'll spoil we'll spoil yeah. that later. But that so, is yeah. yeah, that was amazing. But anyways, um, so, um, Miranda, how did you get into this show? Uh, well, as uh, Kit mentioned, I do a lot of uh, fan art and I really want to become an illustrator for children's media or something relating to uh, children's animation and children's media. So, you know, I'm currently going through school doing that. But on the side, especially during the pandemic, I wanted to explore more cartoons and just like broaden my horizons on that so that I can practice different art styles and just get a feel for the sort of industry that I want to get into. I, I, I came up with ML in the MLP generation and uh I, I really fixated on that show hardcore, so I'm trying to broaden my thing of it. And I ended up checking out Bluey when it came on Disney Plus, just as sort of a, oh, this looks this looks kind of cutesy. I, I kind of I kind of just uh, vaguely remember seeing a few screen caps, and I'm like, I like the colors of this. I could see it, and I ended up getting sucked into the vortex that was just binge watching Bluey and getting yeah. quickly emotionally attached. And I couldn't, I couldn't understand why, because you know, still during early season one, I'm like, why am I so 
completely fixated on this show. <laughs> and I have to keep watching more to answer that question for myself. Like, and in watching more to answer that, that question good. for myself, I got even more attached. And so I f- ended up uh, finishing season two, and I was like, well, this is my new hyperfixation, I guess. <laughs> yes. And, uh, Damn and I ended up watching yes. season three live because I bugged my friend to give me her, uh, her VPN password. I was like, <laughs> I need... As you I, should. You don't understand is, my mental is, health. Yes, that is yeah, the my, way I'm to use a VPN. I'm losing my health insurance, so my mental health is literally reliant on Bluey episodes now because I don't have medicine anymore. So <laughs> I just need Bluey episodes You know episodes what? I, to I totally there. get that. <laughs> I totally get so, that. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump into my relationship with Bluey real quick. So Chandler, oh, as you've yeah. mentioned... No, Miranda, were you going to say something? No, I was like, heck yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Serotonin. Yeah. So Chandler, as you've mentioned on the show, you're partially responsible for why I got into this show. I'm partially responsible for this. <laughs> yes. yes, because I listened to the Bluey episode, and out of curiosity, well, before that, I should mention, we Andy, were chatting. Was the other, Andy was the other driving force because he was telling yeah. me about the show because, again, he works in childhood education and everything. And, you know, I was like, you know, I'll put I'll, – I'll, I'll give it a watch sometime. I'll put it on the list for sure. And then Chandler, you did your episode on it. And I'm like, hey, you know, maybe I'll finally check it out. The first episode I properly watched was the hotel episode. <laughs> I fell in love in an instant. That yes. show is just so fucking good. Oh, uh, not hotels. <laughs> that episode was amazing. I love it. That's, that's I want to be a crazy pillow. <laughs> one of my favorite money gags in the is com- just how This pillow is comfortable. <laughs> one of my favorite running gags is just how bandit is not looking forward to any of these games and i don't blame him <laughs> which is kind of funny because it's like you, you 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 get the sense that he came up with a lot of them you know yeah yeah know. like <laughs> like i think what what really what really attracts me to the show is just how slice of life and down to earth it is yeah it really like, is it has a lot of relatable moments, you know, not just for kids, but like for adults, there's actually some really heavy moments as we're going to get mm-hmm. into. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Especially, just, oh, especially sorry, one episode in particular that I really want to shout out because, yeah, goddamn. And, and, and I will say this, especially as a, uh, as a teacher, I, I can relate with Bandit and Chili quite often. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> As an older sister, I can heavily relate to both Bluey and Bandit and Chili. Yeah, with that. And that's a, that's a good thing I like about this show, too, is that while they're not perfect parents, the way that Chili and Bandit are per- portrayed, where they're not exactly perfect parents, they, they, make, they make mistakes sometimes, but they're still overall good with their kids. I like stuff like that, you know? It's realistic. It's, Absolutely. Yeah. It doesn't exactly... It, it, it's a step in the right direction where it normalizes, you know, actually being a friend to your kid, which not a lot of parents do. And I think that's, that's one thing I, I, I really, so I really yeah. shouted out in the, in the, the podcast episodes that we did before where we talked about the show is, you know, they, they don't just stick a tablet in front of their kids and be like, here, just no. watch this garbage on YouTube <laughs> so that, you, you know, I can get stuff done. It's like, no, they actually engage with them all the time and it's great. Chandler, speaking of episodes that you've covered on the show already, Yoga Ball is the perfect example, I think, because yes. Yes. because you know, Bingo is actually having trouble with how Bandit sometimes plays rough with her, and he means well, 
I like that he doesn't gaslight her or anything and says, right. oh, you're being too sensitive. You know, he actually sits down and talks with her and apologizes and set, and even sets boundaries with her, which I think is something more parents need to take a lesson from, you know? That's, that's yeah, great. that's good parenting. That's exactly, it's, you they know. Also, uh, oh, sorry. No, I, 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 you know, obviously I don't have anyone, well, maybe not obviously, but I don't have anyone in my immediate everyday life that is remotely within the age you know of like bluey and uh and bingo but you know the 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 there's so much of this show that's still so relatable and so and there's so much you can learn from you know especially if you maybe are going to be a parent down the road there's a lot you can take from this I also feel like it definitely goes with the trend of a lot of Disney Junior shows starting to appeal a lot to both kids and adults lately. Like, I've noticed this with Bluey, the new Muppet Babies. I, I've never seen it, but I know Sophia the First has quite a few fans that are both kids and adults. So I'll get around to that eventually. <laughs> nice. Yeah, my, my niece does like that show. I've seen bits and pieces of it. It's decent. It's, yes. it's, it's all right. Sophia the first and Elena of Avalor are just wild, by the way. Oh, yeah. Man. <laughs> the mythologies and, around them are probably enough to inspire a lot of uh, loud podcast conversations. So that should be a good time if we get into that. Though, though admittedly, I really do miss Clay. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Agreed. He was adorable. We, we had it good with Clay, man. Yeah. <laughs> We had face and we had clay, you know, it, it's not. Yeah, I miss clay, you know, mm-hmm. and the noggin moves too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, so Kitty, uh, what is your relationship with this show? All right. So I kind of discovered it through osmosis, basically. Like I was hearing <laughs> you guys talk about it. And then before that, I had seen like a couple of people say, oh my God, the camping episode made me cry so much. And I was like, huh, for what's bluey so i looked it up and i was like oh it's an australian show neat so i would watch little bits of it and i thought wow this is really good but i didn't really super catch up to it on it until a couple of months ago and so i think my first episode was baby race which was real goddamn that hit uh, me in uh, emotions that had to be your first episode oh my god yeah that is so... such a good one to pick especially oh, because man. Baby Bluey is just so adorable. She oh my is. goodness. Yes. We, need, we need a baby bingo episode now where Bluey yes. actually learns about being a big sister. I would love that. Yeah. Oh, oh my that gosh. would make me so happy. Yeah. The origin story. Yes, we need it that. Was, I also love that it showed how Shelly learns that it's never going to be a race and how to raise her kid. And I love that she learns trying to make her go against her against her own schedule will only set her back further. And that's that's something especially a lot of parents should learn. Yeah. Foul. Yeah. Yeah. Um, excuse me. And so, yeah, I've been watching a bunch of episodes the past couple of days to prepare for the podcast. And I'm just like, ah, and to quote Bruce Campbell, I slept too long on the show. <laughs> and when, it's, and when you watched so uh, Veranda Santa for Christmas, we had yes. <laughs> that one was one of my favorites. Oh, oh my, my God. God. We're going to get into them a little later, but just, just a word of warning. If Muffin and Socks are in an episode, I promise you it's going to be a banger. Charades. <laughs> Charades. Space time. Talk. 
Facey talk, yes. Facey yes. talk. Facey. So, so I think there's a couple different categories you can categorize different Bluey episodes into. There's the ones that'll, you know, be really fun and, and, and you know, feel like a normal episode, but then they, you know, rip your heart out at the end with, with yeah. you know. Yeah. Or or they're or they're you know emotional the whole time even but like um, oh yeah you know um, and then there's episodes that are just insane and it's it's just chaos and you're along for the ride and it's great. Uh, Facey talk is one of those. Yeah, because uh, that episode basically um, uh, Bluey and Bigel want to have a FaceTime call, Facey talk with uh, socks and muffin. Um, Which, and oh it starts gosh. off fine at first, but it quickly goes berserk. So, okay, so for for list for people who haven't seen Bluey, Muffin is a brat. I don't mean that in a bad <laughs> way. She is a brat in the most hilarious, iconic way. She is the anti-DW, in my opinion. Yes, and also the anti-Muffy. <laughs> yes. And it's, it's, also, it's also worth noting that if you watch the show, um, you've actually seen uh, the socks go from being a uh, toddler to being a little older. She's grown up a little bit, uh, which is, you know, I, it, it's... It's a really common thing for cartoons to not want to touch having their characters actually age. Yeah. So it's kind of cool to see that in shows like this. And also, um, also Hilda's another one where we actually do get to see, holy crap, these characters are actually growing up. What a concept. Yes. That's right. Uh, I really I enjoy it. that because it's cool to see those characters grow like this. I especially, um, oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. I especially like that the kids in the show are realistic little kids. Like even when they're annoying, it's a, it's a realistic little kid style of annoying. Like, of course they'll be silly. Of course they'll be rambunctious. It's it's not like, say, Michelle Tanner, where it's just learn to be a little, not to be a little shit every single week, then go right back and then just have, whoa, whoa, did I do that? Not like that. Yes, Michelle, you did that. <laughs> We're going to go ride the carousel 47 times. Yeah, there's no shit like that in this show, which yes. thanks <laughs> I do want to say with Facey Talk, though, the way that they're able to, like, actually convey the whole FaceTime thing with pixels and everything, they really yeah. did their homework. Oh, my goodness. The way that they, especially when, uh, especially when Muffin is running around the house. Yes. Like, they were able to animate it, like, like really, really well. Yeah. And the way that they did the filters was just, it added to the chaos. It was just perfect the lesson the lesson of this episode is supposed to be that you're not supposed to hog when you're doing stuff with your friend or your sister or whoever and muffin learns this the hard way when she throws a temper bless tantrum you. thank you oh bless you and Sweet. muffin learns this the hard way when she's throwing a temper tantrum and shit just goes from zero to 100 quick yes <laughs> real That's quick that's the same thing with charades like she yeah. basically makes a whole big thing out of her turn she's like i want the ballerina card i want a tutu i want music but muffin, that's not charades <laughs> <laughs> oh she, it's fine just just do it for the little ones i mean three. charades still is a fun episode but oh it's yeah just, it's just frustrating yeah, yeah it's i feel like it's a realistic I feel like it'd be, especially for Andy, was this what it was like when you were working with little kids? Yeah, a lot of it, and especially with the episodes um, Tyler showed me, it's like, 
Yeah, it, it's definitely realistic to how children can be and how adults respond to uh, children. Like, um, and it hits me as well as an educator as well, just to um, with the uh, with the sad moments and the uh, feel moments, it does exactly, definitely yeah. feel hundred percent accurate. Another episode. I have. Oh, oh sorry. Another episode that really hit me in the feels was Daddy Drop Off. That was yes, oh, yes. oh my god, that, <laughs> that episode gets me every time. No, because that, that episode um starts off with a framing device, which is kind of unusual. Um, because yeah. it's one of um it's one of Bingo's friends. Um, Lila, I forget right? what her name was. Lila, yeah, yeah, Lila. um, Before Lila. That, and she's like, I do want to shout out the fact that that i love and i love in facey talk how all this shit is going on and socks is just minding her business drawing on the screen yes it was so cute drawing on the side of the screen socks is objectively the best character change my mind i also <laughs> love that socks was the one to say ballerina at the end of charade that's yes, yes, that, that so was cute. that's the transition point where she goes from toddler to little kid because like this is like the last episode where she's on all fours and then the next right. time you see her. Because yeah. that's one thing you notice is that yeah. anyone who's supposed to be a toddler in this universe is going to be walking on all fours and behaving more like a puppy, which is so flipping like cute. A, oh my goodness. It's, it's so yeah. flipping cute. <laughs> and they have it similar in Baby Race. They're showing that the baby, that the pup, well, I guess puppy versions of the characters are all basically kind of walking like regular dogs. And also in Bike, how when Bingo finally figure out the water fountain, she just spills all the water everywhere and drinks it I, like a dog. I was going to bring that up. Yeah, that, one. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, that, one's, that one's really fun. There's also, well, the other thing is that, you know, you have different breeds, obviously. Um, like the Pomeranians, for example. Pomeranians are a small breed. Oh, Yes. Pom 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 is another good character. I love pom pom. Pomeranians are chihuahuas if they weren't evil. Change yeah. my mind. Yes, I love chihuahuas. Pom poms so... are just chihuahuas with extra pom. Yes. There are, if, right. you so if you cross a chihuahua was... with a pom pom. Yeah. So we were talking about we were talking about daddy drop off. Daddy drop off. Oh That's my okay. goodness. Yeah. Um. Because it's Lila, like you know. Uh, it's Lila telling us about uh, her, you know, she's like, I'm Lila, this is my story. Um, she talks about how she was super shy, um, didn't really know how to make friends. Um, and then it goes into a seemingly unrelated story about, uh, you know, Bluey and Bingo just being dropped off at school for the day. And it starts um, with pet feet. Pet feet, yes. <laughs> and it's, you know, Bandit I, I doing love, a thing. I love that intro. You love making work for yourself, do you, Bandit? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, it's Daddy Drop-Off Day, right? All right, let's get to it. And then he gets up, and he and both of his feet have leashes on them. <laughs> <laughs> and also how they just keep messing with him when he's trying to get to the car. The slow, the slow motion. <laughs> it's the funniest thing. And, I love that. Uh, and then, just, and then you have the scene in the car. The whole, where, the whole run around with the, with the jacket or the, what yes. was it? Yeah, it was with like bingo, a blazer. With bingo, with bingo in the car and, and, and Bandit mm -hmm. has to call her and he keeps calling someone else. The someone else is Bluey pretending to be a complete stranger. This is the wrong number. <laughs> it's this bit that goes on for like a minute and then 
Bing, and then Bandit eventually gets on the phone, wink, wink, with Bingo, and he asks her if she has her jumper. She says, nope. Cuts to them. Her jumper, that's home. what it was, yeah. <laughs> they have to turn around and go back home and get it. Um, and they're already running late. Um, but then they do another, they do another, um, game in the parking lot where it's uh walk, walk, you know, straight. walk straight. Yeah. Walk straight. Yeah. And of <laughs> course, bandits being bandit, you know, the usual, <laughs> yeah. uh, and bandit's an asshole, but he's the fun kind of asshole. <laughs> I love that. Well, he's... we'll, we'll get to that in a bit, but there's an episode called teasing that we can talk about. Yeah. I watched that um, one this morning, actually. It's, yeah. It's a very good one. I love uh, that he plays and in America, oh, by the way. We should mention that. <laughs> I love that he plays along with their chaos as much as possible and even goes a step further than them sometimes. Like in Keepy Uppy, he's like, Oh, I'm going to read the newspaper. And he picks up Bluey. <laughs> also realistic. Yeah. Yes. So realistic. <laughs> Bandit dad jokes when. He does, he does a dad joke in the pool episode. Remember where he's like, Oh, oh yeah. hi, Andrea, I'm dad. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> Why did you name me this way? Oh, I wanted a peanut. Twenty dollars <laughs> can buy many peanuts. <laughs> um, and I so love it's... how and I love oh. how Bingo and Lila meet each other because, yes. because Bandit plays yes. the wind up Bingo game with her, and then when when Bingo enters the when Bingo enters the classroom and Lila's there, she asks Lila to wind her up, and that's how they become friends. And then we get this, this sweet outro. Oh my Aww. god! It just we're like, gonna be friends forever and ever and ever. And, ever. And, ever. and you see oh, them grow awesome. up together. It's so cute. Oh my god! It's like, that's one of those that's like very similar yeah. to the camping episode, which is anything where you get to see them like actually in the future is like even for just a second is like you're gone. It's 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 you know that it's just it gets like, me every single time. Oh, oh yeah. so good! I was I was so I would watch a whole episode that's just like seeing uh, Bingo and Bluey like as teenagers just like a fun adventure to show the future of uh bandit and chili's parenting oh that'd be so cute yes like i love the all grown up i like that format i'm just like (laughs) i would watch an episode that's like the opposite of fairy tale where it's just like flash forward flash forward a little bit it's fine yeah i gotta say speaking of fairy tale hot take i didn't like it I haven't seen it. What's it? What was it about? Kit, I told Kit, I told you about this one, but uh, it's the one, it's the one where Bandit tells the girls a story about how he was rude to his brothers in the eighties. Oh, that, and, yeah. Uh, basically, the whole episode is just Bandit being gaslit by his entire family, and Ugh. there's Ooh. a joke that really made me uncomfortable that I'm not gonna go in the detail here. If you want to know, just watch the episode, but. On a slightly not on a slightly lighter yeah. but still kind of sad note, I just realized the zoo episode. If if he was still alive, they so would have gotten a Steve Irwin cameo. Yeah, they actually had Steve Irwin's son cameo on an episode at one point. Oh, yes. nice. Oh, yeah, speaking of Robert cameos. Irwin. This ties into a past KRT topic, but yeah, Anthony Field was on the show a couple. Of times. <gasps> oh my god! Yeah, he did two voice roles. And then the whole the wiggles show up in dog form in a in a photo in the background of uh, I forget what which episode it is, but it's the one with uh, Shelly's Shelly's dad, their granddad. And it Fuck became yes. so dated. 
Yeah, because this was this. Yeah, this episode, if I'm not mistaken, it aired like around the time after Emma Wiggle announced she was leaving and we got Sahai Wiggle. So I think so in this photo, we get we get Emma Wiggle. We we get the 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 past lineup with Emma Wiggle before, you know, everything going on. So I haven't kept up with the Wiggles lineup. Who is there now? So right Uh, now there's Sahai, there's Simon, there's Lockie. There's Anthony, who's the long runner. So Anthony's have, still there, but yeah, everyone else they, retired. And now there's Fruit Salad TV, which has even more Wiggles. And they so finally I got a new red on one. Fruit Salad TV. They got a replacement for her. Yeah. Uh, is Captain Feathersword still kicking around? Or? Yes. He is. Okay, great. Yes. Every, everybody's still kicking around. Um, God, In fact, the blank, OGs are going to go on tour. Why am what I blanking on his name right now? Uh, oh yeah, Paul Paddock. Paul Paddock is still giving a hundred percent in the in the role, even though he's starting to turn into Grandpa Feather, sort of like kind of nickname him. <laughs> also, they have a non-binary character now. Yes, yeah, Shirley, Shirley Sean. Yeah. Yes, I love Shirley them. Sean, I mean, Shirley Sean isn't like the be- the most fleshed out character, but I do enjoy the representation for what it's worth. Yeah. yeah. Better than Officer <laughs> P. Like those. <laughs> <laughs> also we got to talk about the animation in the show because i love it oh my god i think probably one of the best episodes to talk about that's also a super emotional one um and again we talked about this one in the last one but it's so good i want to bring it up again is sleepy time yeah oh my god, oh my god. Such a the, beautiful a- the team that did that just like the animation and the music is absolutely stellar it is incredible sleepy. Sleepy Time was a one and done episode for me because I just the first time I watched it, I just fucking sobbed my eyes out. Oh, Same. I'm not oh, gonna I go. Did t- as I'm well. not gonna go too into the message of this because uh, personal reasons, but just the the message when it really hits is just God. What else is there to say? I'm, oh, that's I'm so speechless good. trying to describe this episode because. It may be the bet the best Bluey episode, period. If yes. not one of the top five. It certainly is. It's up there with Flat Pack for sure. Oh my the, god. Oh, yeah, Flat that's another Pack. emotional one. <laughs> then the orchestra they got for that episode. Holy oh, fuck. They yeah. oversold. Yeah. Why have they not released that on on uh on iTunes yet? Like the the whole they album. Really they really need to a, do a complete They need another album. Soundtrack. Yeah. They need another yeah. blue album. They need I, another I, need, blue album. I need the track from Sleepy Time and I need the track from Rain. Yes. 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 I oh, watch Rain is every oh single oh, day yeah. now. Rain is so good. Because I love good. that song. Because like that episode, there's there's not even any dialogue. It's just. It's just vibes. It's, it's just, just vibes. Yeah, it's just vibes. It's just, it's usually just in the title cards, in the rain. Say, usually in the title cards, they say this episode of Bluey's called So and So. This time. They set it up by having no dialogue at all. The only dialogue you have is like in the beginning where Bingo says something. And I kind of find it ironic that Dave McCormick is credited despite not having any lines at all in the episode. <laughs> he got <laughs> I also, picked up on that, but I also love when Shelly is also Shelly, sorry, Shelly is also yeah. Shelly. I pronounce it Shelly. Shelly cheese. <laughs> Shelly Marsh. <laughs> Shelly, Shelly Duvall. Mary Shelly. <laughs> and anyway, what I love is that also Shelly is also shown as 
not quite as chaotic as Bandit, but she definitely has a playful side. And I love that she's willing to play along with the imagination. And so it shows that initially she's annoyed by Bluey trying to create the little puddle, but then she starts playing along and basically drops the umbrella. It's such a really she nice starts moment. Off like, she starts off like legit furious and it's terrifying. Yeah. The way just through the so you're dragging alone, mud in the house, you're dragging water in the house. You don't even <laughs> hear her scream at Bluey. Kids and adults. It, yeah, like she didn't understand what Bluey was doing, and she right. just was focusing on getting the laundry and making sure Bluey didn't track mud in the house. It was only when she allowed herself to sit down for that moment and actually see what Bluey was doing beyond playing in the rain and seeing what that yeah. task was that she allowed herself to get into it. And I just think that's really fascinating because, yeah, yeah, I feel that same way as a college kid. It's like, you know, I have all these things to do, and sometimes I just don't like to get caught out in the rain because I have to run across campus. But when I stop and look at it, it's exactly. like, I just want to read in this. Same. Yeah, honestly. I just want to sit survive. by the window. They do a cozy, beautiful job of vibe. telling the story, I think, without any dialogue. They easily get across what the point of the story is. And I really love the episodes where it's just a, so- a solo child, solo parent. Like, for example, you have Bluey and Shilly, where, you know, we see a lot of episodes with Bluey with the girls in Bandit, but not really like solo episodes. And I. I think it was really refreshing to see that and not just Rain, but also Curry Quest, which is another Yeah, movie yeah. yeah. Ooh, that's My Curry Quest. Oh, Curry <laughs> Quest. Oh. And oh, another thing I really Watch out for the mean magpie. <laughs> another thing I really appreciate is that in the designs of the show, they give so many cool, unique designs, and they never give stereotypical designs for the women characters. Like, there's never like only one color for the characters. Like, I know it's a common joke. Oh, I thought Bluey was a boy at first, but I do really love that the colors aren't like coordinated with gender, which I really do. Right. It's blues yeah, clues all over again. <laughs> yeah. So do we so do we want to talk about Curry Quest because there's a lot to say about that episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah that one. Yeah. Uh, that one's kind of narrated by um by Shelly. Yeah. Um as she and Blue are back at home. as an actual quest where where Bandit and Bingo go on a go on an adventure to give, you know, Mackenzie's parents some curry. They do a curry swap basically. And then later Bingo finds out, you know, Bandit's going to be gone for six weeks because he's got work stuff going on. Oh, it gets me every time. And yeah. I love and I love how they present it. Sorry. I, just, um, I love I love how they I love how they do that episode. I love that it's basically just an explanation of story structure from Jilly to Bluey. And I love the fact. Yeah, it's just it's so neat to see like to have that. It's I love the way some sometimes this show plays with storytelling, like yeah. just the act of storytelling. And this episode was just them explaining storytelling. You know, they they do the it. whole beat for beat thing because they explain, you know, like Bluey, like Bingo doesn't want to go on the adventure, and then Bandit coaxes her by saying, "Oh, there's going to be face paint, Bingo. You'll want to do that," and she does. And then they come across a fret a neighbor who gives them a warning about the magpies and stuff like that. And then they escape the magpie. And then we get the part where, you know, bandit tells bingo, you know, he's going out. 
Yeah. Also, mm. I love how the how the birds are designed in the show. And I remember also in Beach how there was a pelican. I was like, holy crap, it's bigger than Bluey. It's gonna eat her. <laughs> Feast. <laughs> the birds in the show are chaotic. Well, at least it's not an inside beach. Ah! <laughs> oh my god. You know, I wonder if in this show at any point they're gonna discover like the giant spiders that exist in Australia oh, or like the no. jellyfish. No. <laughs> Bluey brings home a pet spider. <laughs> it's like Peppa Pig. <laughs> Mom, can we keep him? Ah! <laughs> I feel so bad for them because they're probably surrounded by the craziest wildlife. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. For but sure. I really, but I really love the father-daughter dynamic that Bingo and Bandit really have with each other, and they do leads to like a really sweet resolution that I'm not going to spoil because seriously, you guys just need to watch this show for yourselves. Yes. And, Go watch it right I love, now. I love. Oh, what's up? <laughs> Everyone needs to go watch it right now. Yeah. I mean, we're talking, we should mention, by the way, that we're talking about episodes that aren't in America yet. So we're very sorry to, so we're very sorry to the American listeners, but trust me, these episodes are going to be worth the wait. Yeah, yeah they are. Yeah. Also, yeah. as far as all the insects yeah. and stuff, this episode of Bluey is called Run for Your Lives! There's a giant freaking spider! <laughs> uh, then yeah band and i also love that bandit is just so encouraging in the ways like again in bike how he shows bluey through other people's actions like if you just take your time with the bike and take your time you'll really learn how to do it and it's a good way of showing that he's there for his kids without being too too super too involved yeah, he's not a helicopter parent. Yeah, that's a good balance. Yeah, he's really not. I mean, there are times where he thinks he knows well for the kids, but it turns out, you know, he's not exactly overbearing, but he's kind of like overthinking it at times because chess is a chess is a great example because he wants Bluey and Bingo to learn how to play chess because, in his words, it's a game that smart people like to play. And then, you know, through... And then Shilly explains that, you know, Bandit wants his kids to grow up smart and be able to defend themselves, which I think is a cute message, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. Bandit, it's it's not exactly, like, overbearing, overbearing, over-controlling parenting. Agreed, yeah. yeah. Like, Bandit actually means well for his kids and just wants them to be happy, you know? Yeah. That's uh, a... <clears throat> uh, my brain... Oh, you're good. Yeah, how's the pizza? <laughs> Is it made out of paint samples? No, <laughs> <laughs> no but it's from Little Caesars, really so, you know. Pizza. Hell yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> it's from Little Caesars, so it's For, okay. for the listener, uh, Chandler had to bow out. <laughs> for the listener, Chandler had to bow out because uh, he just ordered some pizza. He's back now, and yeah, it is. it does look like very good pizza. Is there anything else you guys want to say about uh, Curry Quest or... 
Uh, Very good episode. I, <laughs> I related yeah. to I related really hard to it as a kid who had to grow up with their dad leaving for weeks at a time. I I don't have an absentee father. He was very much in my life, but he had yeah. the his work required him to travel a lot. So sometimes it would be really hard for me to take, yeah. especially when it was a couple of states away. So. Oh, yeah, all the feels late, late as well and i also really liked uh seeing uh this is a small bit but bluey crocheting through the episode and the yes. passage what with her having this full scarf at the end i just thought yes. that was so... oh and there's <laughs> also the joke with uh mackenzie's mackenzie's mom is worried that she's not good at face painting and she could she did a not great job with with with, with mackenzie because he's supposed to be a cheetah and he goes, wait, am I? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and then she, and she does get better at the face painting, as it turns out. And by the way, did you guys notice some of the uh, callbacks in the last scene with the montage? Oh my God! Yeah, I remember because uh, because you had the pony lady from uh, from the one episode from the from the dollar episode. You had uh, Mia and Captain from Barky Boats in the background. <laughs> it, was, it was really nice. It was some really great callbacks in that scene. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of emotions, what about camping? Uh, oh. Yeah. Oh my heart. What? There's there's Chandler, you really went into detail about what makes that episode work, but like mm -hmm. we can do more. It's okay. Oh God. <laughs> That's such a heavy topic for little kids. And yeah. I'm kind of glad that the show is going there because it's a very important lesson to learn that not everyone's going to be in your life forever, which hurts, but it's a hard pill you got to swallow, you know? It's mm -hmm. similar to the BoJack finale where it's yeah. people can leave an impact on your life, even if they're not there forever. And it's a really and, good message. And I love that, the, that they leave the ending to interpretation. I forget if you spoiled it in the last episode, but the way that it's set up, like it could either be, you know, an act, actual glimpse into what happens or it's a hope spot i i do like that you know absolutely it's so cute i want them to be friends and i want my favorite detail oh sorry go ahead i want them to be friends and pen pals and i want them to date because it's like like bandit and chili but like oh they're a little thing it's a good parallel my favorite detail at the end is how because um, during the during the beginning they plant a little seedling and then it flashes forward and it's grown into this beautiful tree and Louis sitting under it as uh as john luke comes back over it's like so good it's so good yeah it's so sweet and also one episode i really freaking love is keepy uppy that episode oh, is just man, beautifully yes. chaotic yes. <laughs> that's one bandit. that's one where bandits just taking things too far just a little bit yeah it's just that's... a simple it's just a simple premise where they have to keep playing with this balloon and make sure it doesn't touch the ground Yes. But Bandit goes so extra in this episode <laughs> that I kind I think of the leaf blower. The leaf blower, man. Yeah, he, <laughs> he teleports the into the house. Bandit teleports. I noticed that on my rewatch. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> he was like over by the fan, but now he's over by he's got a leaf blower. It's like he's he able to summon a leaf blower. He's summoned him. He's able to summon an umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't call him Bandit for nothing. 
Ah. Yeah, I don't and, think you guys noticed, but have have you guys noticed that he has like the literal black mark around his eyes? Oh my god! Like yeah, a bandit's mask. Cool. I, like a raccoon. Now that you mention it, yeah, he can. Oh, sorry, good. And I was just, I was saying it's clever. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and I also love that at the end they basically get their revenge on him by making him the balloon after spoiler <laughs> it pops, <laughs> and then he's just what? running. Pops. How dare you? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually like, how are they going to play keepy-uppy with him? Are they just going to start tossing him into the air? <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> I mean, he can, he can astral project, apparently. <laughs> that's what the, that's what the, the trampoline is for. Yay! Uh, but no, instead, she does the thing that she did at the beginning where she lets it deflate and zip around. <laughs> which, you know, makes perfect sense. Also, the Magic Claw episode summed up my exact frustrations with Magic Claw machines. Yes. Those things are fucking rigged. They they have and to Bennett put like... did not help the situation at all. Let me just say <laughs> that. I get he wanted to teach the kids they can't always win every time, but come on. You were keeping can't her from... always get what you want. <laughs> this is great. They're learning a lesson and we get the house clean. Neither of those things are happening. <laughs> We're making our children do our work. <laughs> and also, just how he's just how sad Bingo gets when she can't get her dolphin back. I'm just Aww. like, oh, great dancer, great, great dancer. dancer. <laughs> uh, speaking of, uh, you know, you can't always get everything you want. Uh, we should talk about uh, pass the parcel. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> that one. That so, one was controversial. This is easily a top five episode. Yeah. Um, oh, man. So for those not familiar with Pass the Parcel, because that really, I don't know why that didn't translate to us Americans, because it's a pretty universal game. All you just do is pass a present around and unwrap it. Oh, yeah. It's basically like, yeah. Yeah, excuse me. It's basically like telephone in a way. I guess it's just sort of like a specific, like across the pond kind of thing where it's, yeah, where they, they like doing it, mm -hmm. but. Okay. Oh, what were we gonna say, Andy? Well, I was gonna say it's definitely something more used in Australia than it is here. So, I mean, I've I've seen it on some British shows too. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> mm. Um. Yeah. I I really like this one in that it's a Lucky's Dad centric episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lucky's Dad uh, is easily one of the best fucking characters. <laughs> he really is. Because <laughs> basically, he's, there's... he's the anti-Flanders basically yeah so basically it's um there's a whole string of birthday parties you know because that's how that is when you have kids that go to elementary school and have a lot of friends um and the first one they're playing past the parcel and it's where you know everyone unwraps it everyone unwraps when the music stops kind of it's kind of similar to like a musical chairs except everyone is unwrapping a present and every time it stops you have to make sure that each kid gets a turn because each kid gets something is is how it's been set up. Um, and Lucky's dad is like, this is stupid. We should be playing it the way we played it when I was a kid. And <laughs> Lucky's birthday rolls around and he does it the way that it was. Uh, so Lucky's dad does it so that it's where um, it's how it was when he was a kid. And the at first, all the kids are like, scene. yeah, all the kids are like really upset and the parents are not happy this is yeah. the first time on the show ever that you actually see children cry yeah, yeah. i mean you you see you i mean you've seen tears like start to form at like the beginning but like 
I've never seen Bingo cry, and it's the most depressing thing. They I hurt. will say this. They hurt real bad. <laughs> and the funniest thing, the, 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 kind of the most twisted funniest thing about that, um, and, and coming as an educator, considering they're dogs, they, um, they howl when they're crying. And um, <laughs> some, some children do cry like that in real life. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like some... Like um, one of the two-year-olds I work with, specifically every, any time he cries, it's kind of like he's howling. Oh, <laughs> and it's I, like, I, it's I so adorable, I but What's I feel bad. Uh, I, yeah, when they show the kids genuinely dealing with emotions in the show, I love that they show that even if it's a, if even if it's a feeling that might not always be logical to an adult, they realistically show that for kids, it can be just the biggest damn thing in the world. Mm -hmm. And I really appreciate that they validate the kids' feelings rather than yeah. dismiss it. And people do get pissed off at Pat, which I think is kind of funny. <laughs> and then the situation gets worse and he just starts, he almost gets into a panic attack and he's like, ah, oh, fuck it, here, take my son's toy. And his son <laughs> freaks the fuck out. Yeah, so... And we don't really know if he gives away the toy or not. Uh, I don't think he would have, but... Nah. <laughs> but the interesting thing that happens there, the kid that won past the parcel uh, wants to do it that way the next round. He's the next kid that has a birthday. And so that kid does it that way. And the next kid that, that wins it, it kind of gets passed on. And then as that happens, the other kid, you know, the kids start, you know, go from not being a fan of it to actually really enjoying it because the the kid who does win it gets a really cool present and so you don't have as much of a like like you're not guaranteed to get something but if you do win it it's something really cool and uh it's really it's a really uh cool uh way to show bingo growing too because bingo's like you know i actually really started to like doing it that way um because even if I didn't win, someone else was really happy, and that makes me happy. And it's like, and that was Lila. Too. Look at that. that. Was a sweet moment with them. Yes. Yeah. Oh. He cares so much about Lila that she's not yeah. even saying Lila's happy. It's I so... want more. I want more Lila and Bingo moments. They're so adorable together. <laughs> Happiness for Lila, twenty twenty two. Yes. Also, so I need true. to ask. Mm -hmm. So does. I'm, I might be wrong here, but does the birthday child get to play past the parcel? I think so, yeah. Because if they win, that kind of seems like some bullshit right there, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, I, that maybe? did happen, though, in the episode. Muffin ended up winning on her own birthday. Oh, yeah, that's books. right. She, she, <laughs> she wins on her birthday. And she was angry. She wins books on her birthday. She throws a temper tantrum. <laughs> I was actually I actually just remembered that there's a fucking episode of Peppa Pig where they play past the parcel. And, of course and there is. I bet it, I bet it's not nearly as good. Nope. And George no. is just an obnoxious little turd throughout it and just going when isn't he, that obnoxious God. crying they do. God. The relationship between Peppa Pig and Bluey is so interesting. Because Peppa Pig came first, so it's like if you cheat off of a kid's test, but you do better than them. Yeah. Exactly, and in this well, case, it's just- Oh my god, totally. <laughs> I feel kind of- You can copy off my paper, Bluey, but just change a few answers so that way you don't get caught. And all the answers <laughs> they change are the right ones. 
This it's episode of Bluey is called In Your Fucking Face, Peppa. <laughs> it's basically how Chuck Berry stole Marty McFly's style and made it so, well, technically it was originally his already, but it's like, it was already better. <laughs> yes, I agree. Hi, uh, Bluey! Bluey, it's your cousin! Muffin! <laughs> Muffin! You know that new show you wanted to catch? Here's... Take a look at this! <laughs> Also, another, another take. Oh, take, oh uh, actually, you can go ahead. I forgot what yeah. I was going to say. Another, another good muffin and socks episode that I, I want to shout out. Pizza girls. Yes, that's oh a really God. cute one. It's a more, <laughs> it's a more simplistic episode, but I do, I do love seeing like the the relationship that muffin and socks have with Bingo and Bluey. It's and this, this is this is an interesting episode in that muffin is pretty subdued for the most part. Yeah, maybe it's a kind of a sign of her starting to mature a bit, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I mean, after this, we still get facey talk, but. Yeah. And of course, <laughs> in that episode, it, it's uh, the whole reason why uh, they have the new power wheels is because uh, Uncle Stripe got a Tesla and he won't shut up about it. <laughs> <laughs> is that canonically a Tesla? Or... No, but it's an electric car, so. <laughs> it might as Elon well be. Pop. Also, back to um, back to Hammer Barn. I was so worried that the entire episode was going to be Bluey and Bingo breaking things. I was like, no! That's... Oh my god. Yeah, that was my worst fear. But the one thing uh, that does get broken, uh, Chili like, yells for the first time in the series, I think. Like, yeah. actually Man, yells. And... Legitimately terrifying. And Bannon hears it from across the story. He's like, it's probably another Bluey. <laughs> and so unreasonably funny it is and i it's so dramatic too just seeing her husband die and how she's talking about him afterwards like someone's husband eventually gets it (laughs) yeah also also that pizza genuinely looked really good not gonna lie it really did it's not about what it looks like it's about how good it tastes looks like it tastes good (laughs) <laughs> and it's a pi- and it's a pineapple pizza so cue the discourse <laughs> uh, oh yeah i forgot discourse that. Yeah, disregard <laughs> discord according, according to amphibia you're not allowed to like pineapple on pizza according to amphibia well it's better than broccoli on pizza according to inside out <laughs> <laughs> broccoli on pizza is good justice though. for like broccoli it. man yeah, justice true. for broccoli let's be fair <laughs> It's Where's funny because I watch I watch a lot of binging with Babish on YouTube, and they did an episode. <laughs> he did an episode where he made the broccoli and cheese pizza from inside out. He's like, "Okay, but I like broccoli and cheese and garlic, and this has all three, so it's good." Well, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, broccoli's dope. I don't care yeah. what anyone. Broccoli is delicious. I I, I really like broccoli as a kid, but specifically, it's got to be like cooked correctly. That's the thing. It's yeah. got to be cooked right. Same here. Agreed. <laughs> broccoli's awesome as long as it's cooked right with just a little bit of butter <laughs> also, also another another bingo centric episode i love bingo. bingo yes especially for that intro alone this oh, episode of bingo is called cool. bingo bingo thank you bingo for redeem for not playing that song <laughs> well, not well not just that but the fact that they literally changed the opening theme to reflect the hmm. events yeah when you have a very intro you know it's gonna be a good episode yes so good i kind of want to see i kind of want to see before the series is over 
like just one episode each for Bandit and Chili where they win uh, moving statues. Yeah. Oh my god! Yes. So cute. <laughs> they they yeah, should have done that like, for. They should have done that for the Father's Day episode. Yeah. I would have loved to see that. I think I think like Bandit and Chili need to win one game of moving statues so we have the the whole set of intros. Also, man, this season, like, like between the Father's Day episode where Bluey accidentally gets him in trouble and the omelet episode where poor Bandit has to eat his shitty omelet to spare Bandit's <laughs> feelings on his own birthday. So it's like, damn, Bandit's going through it. <laughs> I mean, let's be fair. Let's be fair. Bandit ate whatever that special was. That yes! Oh, my God! <laughs> Which is one of my favorite Bluey moments and one of the ones I laugh at the most. In fact, my latest TikTok is, is that scene. And as a picky eater, it's like, this is how it feels when you're a picky eater, but you're trying not to hurt anyone's feelings. Oh, yeah, you, you sent me that. It was really good. <laughs> oh man that was me the last time i went over to like uh i was in seattle in 2019 for reasons and i went to my friend's thanksgiving dinner her friend's family and it's like bless their hearts they're they're very caucasian and oh. i'm not oh, <laughs> like, there was oh no Becca seasoning in the room and oh, i am someone no. who does not oh, no. and I'm, I'm hispanic so like half of my diets consist of heavy seasoned foods so it felt like eating paper but god bless uh, them they invited me over they were so nice nicest people in the world so i just took a nice heaping helping of the blandest food you will ever eat in your entire fucking life cheesy potatoes that tasted like nothing Oh, like, uh, that might as well have been uh, paper. I just like, ate at it. Least like, butter them. Delicious. Yeah, I was crying <laughs> inside. Did they like, so at least see? butter them? You know, no. So they I'm didn't. very lucky because my parents are both white, but my dad is from San Diego, and my mom uh, is from uh, West Virginia, but she lived in Louisiana for a while. So you know, they know how to actually season food correctly. And as God, far as yeah. Thanksgiving turkey, I've got four words: Tony Satry's injectable marinade. <laughs> yes. yes, yeah, that was my I, favorite yeah, video we, game we as a kid. We flavor our food up good, so I just was mm -hmm. like, I was smiling through the tears. Oh, like, delicious! Oh, oh, oh. And also, I'm just thinking of that SNL Black Jeopardy where um, <laughs> they had T'Challa, and he's like, "Hell no, Karen, keep your bland ass potato salad to yourself." Yes, rest <laughs> Miranda, Miranda, to uh, to. To uh, Miranda, to expand on what you said, it's like what it's like what Minnie Bluey went through when she was eating cheese and jam. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, oh I my gosh, Minnie Bluey! That was that was one of my favorite episodes of season yes. three. How are yes. they both like expert level makeup artists? Okay, so here's what confuses me. So it's established in so it's established in Curry Quest that face paint is a thing, but. The girls use hair chalk to to change their fur color, but Aww. they're doing it with different shades, but there aren't different shades. It's just a specific color of blue, a specific color of orange or red. I mean, there's kind of a, de a debate as to whether Bingo is like red or not. Personally, no matter what the show says, I don't think she is. She looks orange to me, but like it's orange. very confusing. It's it's soft red. It's yeah, like very soft, yeah. warm red. Well, because like you know, people with orange hair are considered redheads. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, you, you know, orange. Technically, nobody's redhead. 
it's all like orangey shades but yeah. they're still red so yeah so but yeah it always confused like it confuses me every time i think about it it's like huh like I've worked with hair jock for costumes and stuff and I'm like you know because when I did uh, when I did work with kids doing community theater we would use hair chalk as part of the costumes and I'm like yes I know it's a cartoon and it is stupid to fixate on this but how in these seven holy fucks did these two children get hair chalk not to smear everywhere it was full covered on their entire fur they <laughs> sat at some point how did oh, they not God. get hair chalk on the bed <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like it's kind of like that episode of The Simpsons where Bart wrote a uh, "Don't Tread on Me" on his own behind <laughs> somehow perfectly. <laughs> As Lisa said, "I'm surprised you could write so perfectly on your own butt." <laughs> it's it's kind of like that a bit. Um, Maybe yeah, it's really the kind of easily... thing that would only work in animation with characters that have similar looking models. So, yes. you know, it's kind of a suspension of disbelief thing, but I love that episode. Because um, at first, um, it starts with um, Bingo pretending to be Little Bluey. Um, and then they both decide to actually have, well, they, they decide to have Bluey be bigger Bingo. Bussy. I just want to say real quick that Whoever is blue, whoever is voicing Bluey is clearly having the time of their life doing. Oh my God! Life. Yes. Yeah, because they are. Really they're because their voice is like very squeaky and very a lot more exaggerated than usual. I've noticed. So yeah, I was actually watching an interview with uh, David McCormack where he talked about playing Bandit, and he said that someone actually saw him on the street and said, "Oh my God, could you do the Bluey voice?" And when they found out it was his natural voice, they still got so excited. Mm. <laughs> I would that's, too. A, that's another thing, too. He's gone on record to say that he doesn't want to name who plays Bluey and Bingo, respectively, because right. they are trying to respect their privacy. Yeah. And yeah. Let them, it's like Hannah Montana. You got to let them have their secret yeah. double life. Yes. You get the best <laughs> of both <laughs> worlds. <laughs> I also I also really appreciate that this show exists in an era where I was so afraid that kids programming not to be all back in my day but I was really afraid that kids programming was gonna turn into like Coco Melon and Elsa Gate. Oh God! Yeah. No, yeah, because that's the thing. Coco Melon is actually genuinely bad for developmental, like for the developmental progress of children. All yeah. of that shit is. Yeah, all of that. Is. Yeah. All of that Johnny Johnny crap and all of that is horrible junk food for kids. It's awful. Yeah, it's not us being like the millennial version of boomers. Like that's legitimately bad television for kids. Yeah, no, it's no, I, I don't blame you. And like kids at are least gonna... Barney has more substance for kids. Right. Yeah. Than no escape, but... <laughs> yeah, at, at, at least Barney tries to... At, at least Barney is made with the intention of actually providing something with substance. You Absolutely. know, as, as thin yeah. as it may be, I mean, there's there, still there's, something there. Yeah, there's morals, there's stuff that you learn from it. Yeah. As opposed to it's this, oh, you, you just want to be away from your kid. Here, here's the iPad. Wait, wait, where are Have my fun. keys? I'm going to jingle my keys in front of the screen. That has the same entertainment value as freaking Coco Melon. Yep. Yeah. So, so there was someone I dated and her daughter absolutely loved it, but we, we, we had like an existential crisis over Ooh. Coco Melon because it's like the designs doesn't like you want to nitpick you know, animation. It's like 
the kid looks like he should be a toddler, but he has the head of like a three-year-old and the body of a three-year-old, and he's speaking like he's not a toddler. He's speaking like sentences, apparently. It's and like it's, it's like Rugrats, but fucked up, basically. hundred percent, yes. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it, it's like it's like the remake of Rugrats, but bad. Yeah, yeah, just <laughs> it's like the Rugrats remake. Period. No, I'm kidding. It's like the Rugrats. <laughs> yeah, I don't that's, know. I've that's never a discussion it. for a different day. But uh... <laughs> on a lighter note, I hope there's a Muppet Babies crossover with Bluey because that would be just wholesome to the max. <laughs> oh fuck. Yeah, I don't yes. know how that's possible, but I would like to see it. I don't think yes. it's possible, but yes, I would. I, 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 I would write that fan fiction if I had time I'm, to write fan fiction. I mean, if there's some multiverse out there, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I, we'll have to visit that multiverse and come back with the special. And maybe which, that world also has the Muppets Great Movie Ride, but who knows? Which, by the way, going back to, mm-hmm. uh, going back to Mini Bluey, I still think this is a top five episode for me for season three, but I still. Th- think that the execution is kind of flawed in my opinion yeah it definitely drags a bit at points so i mean it does kind of drag but like the way chili and bandit kind of act in the second half is yeah it feels a little out of character a little bit so but i guess like they're they're not perfect people and parents yeah. Important. I think especially with the reputation Bandit has as like like the world's greatest dad, which he which you know, he's certainly up there in terms of like especially like animated dads, but there were some people who were complaining about uh Bandit being an unachievable standard of parenting. Right. Uh, yeah. So, so I understand why they would make especially Bandit seems a little bit more flawed this season. I think that is a response to the reception that Bandit's gotten over the course of the previous two seasons where he seems too perfect. But also right. I, I also get it from a character standpoint as well. Bluey had been had been difficult all day. Bluey had been if Bluey had been in rare form for the point of the episode, I I'd argue she was more out of character than they were. Because oh, yeah, yeah that's probably true. Like it I seems think, like I think part annoying of, just I, to be annoying, not to like you know insult a kid for having an you know an annoying day. But like yeah. the point is, I can see why because Chili had been looking for Bluey's books all day. Uh, Bandit had been trying to do chores, and Bluey was just sort of like, "Well, why do we have to do it?" And actively slowing Binko down. So I can see why they, you know, in the moment were like, "Oh, this is great." Now they're finally cooperating because they're acting like Bingo. But yeah. I do want to say real quick, Bandit has a really great line. Uh, I mean, let me let me try to remember it real quick. All right, well, you know that food in the fridge? It's not yours, but if you want to keep eating it, I suggest you I suggest you pick the grass up or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I suggest you start I suggest you start running. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I I kind of dislike the fact well, I know Bandit meant well with the whole thing about how he could get used to the double bingo, which you know, he wasn't exactly insulting Bluey, but right. you know, I can see why she got upset by it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I'm also kind of put off by the fact that Bandit and Chili don't really apologize. Yeah. And hell, they yeah. even agree that they're better off with double bingo, which I thought was kind of mean-spirited. Especially, yeah. 
after an episode like say dance mo where they truly realized that they had taken something from bingo that really meant a lot from her and they sincerely all apologized to her like it just feels kind of weird we'll come back to dance mode in a second because i definitely oh. want to talk about dance yeah. mode. that's a good one but uh yeah, let's talk about the biggest that episode I, you know i i think i think it was meant like uh I, I think they wanted more to show that, like, uh, Bingo comforting Bluey, which is fine. But which, I, that I, was really great. I like that a lot. Yeah, it's a nice. I love the way that she comforts Bluey, by the way, with the fake teeth. Yes, yes. That was fucking. <laughs> Let that me was see. horrifying. Let me tell you, Tyler will tell you how much that horrified me. <laughs> I was swearing <laughs> up a storm after watching that episode, and I'm just like, great. I guess I'm not sleeping tonight. Dang. <laughs> She, oh, yeah, she does the she does the Pee Wee Herman taping her nose up, and then she puts these gigantic fake teeth in with fangs. Oh it's no! Where did they get those? I I don't know. It's like Australia <laughs> already has terrifying animals. You they don't need don't to need add to that. Bingo to do that. They they don't need help. <laughs> they don't need help. You're already probably gonna die in Australia. I mean, despite <laughs> despite my complaints about this episode, I still think it's a top five for the season. I think. It, it like it's hard to make a top five for season three because season three is only halfway done yeah that's true and, so, and there's already so many bangers in the first half alone yeah, yeah. i love rain rain is probably like up there in my top five for the series absolutely mine as well i do i do want to shout out unicorns real quick because because oh, that is a good bandit just being an asshole episode funniest joke <laughs> funniest joke in the series it's like unicorns what's your favorite food leans in close children <laughs> i think they're wait what was that, that which one was that one was that a season three one? Oh, that's a season three one uh, oh i don't think i watched so unicorns unicorns is the episode where bluey can't get the sleep so bandit gets out unicorns which is this hand puppet Huh. That's a, a unicorn, and he keeps acting like an asshole through the whole episode. And it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's glorious. Okay, I gotta watch that one. Yeah, it's so uh, good. So, I definitely want to talk about Dance Mode, because that one was great. I love that one. Yeah, I like Dance Mode. That was a cute one. Yeah. It was. <laughs> that, of course, was one of the episodes that has an Anthony Field cameo. I take yeah. it. I was need he... to see a format ID, please. <laughs> Oh I got God. my gym card. Does, does that work? No, I can't oh, take mate. your gym card. And that poor retail. That's like that's exactly like me trying to take people's discounts at uh, at Emporium. It's like no, I have to actually see your photo ID to give you your discount. I, I can't <laughs> just see like I, I can't take your gym membership or your college ID. It's got to be like an actual ID. And this guy is just so confused as Bandit starts doing the dance. And it's Why are you so dancing? Funny. Because <laughs> that whole episode starts off with uh, uh, Bingo was doing something under the table. I think I forget what she was doing, but yeah, then it's like, hey, that. hey, is uh, has Bingo finished this this fry? Because I want it. And uh, Chili's like, yeah, I think I think she's done. Um, and he eats it, and then and then Bingo's like, wait, where's where's my fry? You, you, what, what happened to my fry? Oh, and, and I mean, Bandit's I don't like, oh no, people fuck with my food. I'd be pissed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How dare you ask somebody else if I'm done with my food? You ask me, and I tell yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> or, or you wait until they give it to you. You know. Or you uh, wait until that's... the waiter comes to take their plate, and then it's like if they let them take the plate, it's like actually it grabs. You can take it. Yeah. Then. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but and it's so, just... 
Uh, Bingo's really upset about it. And um, who was it that ultimately offered the dance mode? Was it, um, it was Chili, wasn't it? I think it was yeah. Chili, yeah. Yeah, you get three dance modes to use. Um, so Bingo uses one of them while, Ch while Chili is trying to cross the road. <laughs> Which is a very smart move, of course. Yes. yes. Never mind. Never mind the people waiting in front of the light. There's no, some people that are. There's some people that are that are cars that are like, yeah, go chilly. <laughs> well, I mean, that. yeah. It's I mean, they fun. probably wouldn't be as nice in real life, but of course, oh, but they, but everyone knows each other in this town, apparently. So <laughs> that makes it okay. Oh, yes. Hooray! Uh, but then they're going to the. What's up? It's fine if they're all friends because it was when. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then they're oh, going. By the this... way, I, oh, yeah, I love ahead. the character development gets that Wendy gets in season three. Yes, in Ragdoll. Yes. yes. Yeah, so because sweet. Wendy, Wendy was initially played off as the snooty neighbor who was the daughter of who is the mother of Judo, the snooty child from Butterflies. And and I'll be honest, I kind of didn't like her either. But then, uh, then the sheepdog episode happened. I wasn't a fan of that one, honestly. Then Ragdoll came along, and I was totally yeah. sold on her because <laughs> yeah. the way she just picks up Bandit is just fucking badass. <laughs> he is massive in this episode. So, Absolutely so is massive. it technically stealing if you uh, if you're driving someone else's car with them in it? I um, yes, -ish. I don't know actually. Because <laughs> she's like, fine, I'll drive. She drives Bandit's car. Grabs Bandit's keys. The fact that I can count on my hands the number of times auto theft has happened in this show. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I think I I think I love I I I think I love all the car episodes in this show particularly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like road, every road time they're in a, a car it's really funny yeah god escape escapes a good one because that's mainly just uh that's mainly just doodles I, I like that so so when is gta brisbane coming out yes <laughs> where's the gta bluey mod <laughs> if this doesn't exist yet it needs to oh my god yes another episode i really love is um was christmas swim the one with the with the doll that she got for yeah Bartleby. Oh, yeah man. that was yeah i saw Bartleby. that one who looks like he's just in constant pain the moment yeah. he gets out of that box the one time he got hit and it's like you can see the eye twitching it's like is this doll alive what is happening it's gonna turn into talky tina let's be real Yay! <laughs> this episode of bluey is called the twilight zone <laughs> <laughs> i'm bottleby and i'm going to kill you I'm Bottleby. Coming up the stairs. I'm Bottleby. I'm Bottleby, and I'm going to kill you. You, Bluey. <laughs> which, by the no, way, wait, I love... Which, by the way, there are two characters who have this really good love story in Bluey that I love. Aunt Frisky and Uncle Red. Oh, yes! I, th I think it's interesting. I think, that, I think it's interesting that Uncle Red was a character who shows up for the first time in this episode and he's already established that well it's it's two characters that are established in the in the, for the first time in this episode and i just love the chemistry that they have together it's the, and it's, it's and so it's also sweet. established that and it's also established that frisky apparently got out of a bad relationship 
what the fuck happened? Yeah, she's describing how she's just very hesitant to talk about her ex. I'm just like, Jesus. Yeah, that's that's heavy. What happened between those two? Yeah. I mean, he probably cheated. Let's be real. Yeah. Yeah, that's not great because she's all like, like, I thought true love was real. Mm. Oh, oh man speaking of heavy did you guys talk about early baby in your last episode oh that's we did one not but me. we can oh that's another man. one and done for me. that well because that one was a little bit more personal to me than uh sleepy time was because my my nephew was what the show would call an early baby so oh yeah yeah, it's, yeah and the fact that they that they were willing to talk very hint excuse me that the show is willing to hint about miscarriages as well just holy shit yeah it's such a good episode it's kind of it's kind of wild that you know you you have this bright and happy show but you can peel at the dark edges you know there's some things that get hinted at that you know that i think that kind of helps make the show feel so much more grounded you know especially from a child's point of view on those serious yeah. issues like yeah. they're that and copycat just really like i love those episodes for how they show how kids process things absolutely yeah. like uh i mean i'm glad the show isn't tackling it because i'd rather not see shows tackling the pandemic but the yeah fact, i wonder how they would respond to the pandemic in universe you know, I, I honestly am surprised that they haven't done what other shows do and do a pandemic special. Probably, yeah. Where they yeah. show where they're dealing with something where they don't necessarily say COVID-19, but they yeah. they at least show what kids are going through. Because I, I, I think, I don't, I, ne- I don't necessarily want to see them handle it, like you said, but I think it would be useful because a lot of kids are currently, especially Bingo and Blue's age, are currently dealing with... Uh, their whole world sort of changing or growing or having their formative memories be this world and not necessarily having sort of a foothold into it and so i just really want to see i really want to see the show uh do something addressing something like that because i think it would be really useful for the for the audience i know adults might not like it but i the show is for the end of the day for kids and i think it'd be really important to show but also i, I mean, just really don't want fox news to get their hands on bluey uh, yeah well i mean Absolutely. did fox news talk they about big city have, greens at all <laughs> oh they did they have oh they did well i've seen some people complain uh or actually I've, the opposite is true i've seen some people go like uh, from on the Fox News side of things, be like, "Oh, this is a great story of a traditional family with no wokeness." Uh, like, why? because I mean, the, the dad is involved me? and the mom doesn't nag, and there's no social justice warrior stuff. Yeah. Like this show is peak traditional family values, and I'm like, "You, you mean you mean they're a functioning family?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. And apparently, how, da- how no, dare they be a functioning family? How dare like uh, and. Uh, <laughs> It, someone was like, the only thing that's wrong with it is that at one point, Bluey and Bingo thanked Mother Earth, and the comments were all like, oh, ew, but, you know, at least they're not doing anything gay. They're not, like, trying to indoctrinate our kids. I can forgive that. It's like, yeah. no. Hi, no, hi, did you see stuff. Stumpfest? Oh, Stumpfest is so good. <laughs> yeah, like, like, they're clearly selectively viewing the show, but, like, yeah, I think, um, I, I definitely think that, um, uh, I, I think if we fear the Fox News crowd getting a hold of anything, then we're just going to fear everything. Yeah. Because, yeah. 
the other thing yeah. I'll point out is that as far as I know, Fox News hasn't hasn't bitched about the Owl House, so I think we're safe. Thank yes. God. I think we're safe. <laughs> I, I did think see one so really far. bad video about the Owl House talking about how gay it is, and it's just like, <laughs> yeah, that's the point. It's gay. That's the point. <laughs> yeah, it's the, exactly. it's the gay Satanist show. Be very gay. afraid. Be afraid. They said happy holidays. Be very afraid. <laughs> they said happy holidays. And they got their not happy they holidays. They got their cappuccino, got oh, their no. cappuccino from Starbucks. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't want any Fox News Republicans anywhere near either um, the Owl House or. Well, the Owl House, Amphibia, or the Ghost of Molly McGee. You can stay away from yeah. all of those. Thank you. Oh, agreed. The, those shows are too gay for you. Gayer <laughs> than gay. Yes. So that about wraps up my own notes. Uh, is there anything else we want to talk about? I'm good. How about you guys? I was, I'm, I'm trying to see decent. if there's any others we didn't... Uh, we talked about rug, rug doll. Uh, Barky Boats. We didn't really talk about Barky Boats. Oh, I didn't see that one. But... Yeah, Barky Boats was a cute one. That's the episode with uh, that's the episode that introduces us to Mia. Mia and Captain. Captain. And the Captain are cool. kind of mirrors what Mackenzie and Bing and Bluey are going through, where you know they kind of like each other, but they don't want to be around each other. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's that it's that phase when you're in other. in elementary school and you have. This yeah. this this kid that you're like I like that kid but I don't like that kid you know yeah yeah it's it's kind of like kids have a natural kind of selectiveness and yes yeah and sometimes find people they click better with yeah. others yeah I I, I I like that episode a lot me like I I, I like it because uh, I, I like seeing kids that are a little older in Bluey. Like it so rarely happens because their show is centered around a certain demographic. But I, I like seeing it because I like seeing that kids don't really stop being kids once they're like hitting that developmental teenage stage. They don't and they shouldn't. Let teenagers trick or treat, god damn it. I, 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 yeah. Hey, you stop me. I want free candy, exactly. damn it. <laughs> I think it's really important, especially these days where it seems like more and more the gulf is closing between childhood and adulthood, where once you hit a certain age, you're expected to join like the TikTok generation or like, you know, model yourself. But it feels like younger and younger, it's starting to be where kids can't really be kids anymore. Yeah. The innocence is being taken away from them as the exposure increases and what we're willing to let like children who are a little bit older see not to like infantilize children certainly but like you know i think that children can handle mature subjects but it feels more like there's an expectation that they need to grow up sooner especially in times like we're stuck in the pandemic more than ever we're stuck on the internet more than ever like you know you know kids aren't really allowed to have as much fun because of circumstances like this which pushes them more into certain things and you know video games video games themselves but like video game chat rooms and stuff like that where you're exposed to like adults in adult spaces sort of pushing kids out i think it would yeah it would be really i think it would be really good of bluey to have more episodes where teenagers like uh me and captain or at least transitioning into teenagers are still showing me very much connected to their childhood yeah you know, it's just something I would like to see more of. You Absolutely. know, yeah. This episode does a good job of establishing me and Captain's relationship as they go from elementary school to middle school, and they're both, you know, 
wondering where are we going to go now since this is a formula a formulative point in our lives right yeah really especially hitting for a lot of the kids who are feeling like they have to grow up so fast given everything the past couple of years so and i love how and i love how bluey mckenzie's teacher uh i I forget calypso i love how teacher. yeah i love how their teacher calypso uses barky boats as a metaphor for what me and captain are going through and what will i'm sure Mm -hmm. eventually happen with bluey and mckenzie yeah uh yeah I, I i love calypso and i think it's really funny that people complained about bandit being too perfect of like a parent because calypso is like the perfect teacher i'm wondering if we're going to see something in season three or possibly season four where uh where calypso gets a calypso flawed after all episode just to make teachers feel better uh, yeah yeah <laughs> Because I, I, mean, that I can't be imagine that feels good sometimes yeah. when you're like, especially in, if you're in the U.S. and you're watching Bluey, I can't imagine it feels good because you're so limited by what the American school system allows you to do for your kids. Uh, and then yeah. Yeah. So then seeing Calypso being able to just like let kids be like kids and be so helpful and calm and so like I the ideal for teaching them, I can't imagine that feels good. Yeah. As someone As someone who is dating someone who works with teenagers, I've heard things, man. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um So yeah, yeah, is there anything else you guys want to talk about or are we done? Yeah, don't eat what bingo serves you. <laughs> and don't eat the don't... yellow snow either. Don't eat yellow snow. <laughs> or the cookies and cream snow. <laughs> Watch out where Queen the is a corgi. Go. Which makes me wonder what other celebrities like snow. what uh, what the other royals are. Are they just all <laughs> yes. corgis? <laughs> is, is like I'm just wondering like like and they have stranger things and they seem to run pretty concurrently so I'm just wondering if Chili was sitting down on the couch during like the dog pandemic watching uh Megan Markle Megan Barkle about their relationship with the corgi queen yeah, I mean it's it's adjacent oh to it's adjacent to the Cars universe in that part of the multiverse where it's like our world but different. Yeah, you know? <laughs> Earth but inhabited by talking cars, inta- inhabited by talking dogs. You know, yeah, and like. Yes. I, I, I keep thinking about the logic of this world if it's so similar to ours to the point where they're talking about the Stranger Things season four trailer that I'm just like, so like what is 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 uh is he who must not be named one of those like little rat dogs like with like falling off fur and oh, he's, he's no. I just I, I can't help I can't stop thinking about what everyone's dog sona would be oh god uh give me Beyonce's uh, dog sona please that's another <laughs> thing too well whatever uh, Beyonce's dog sona is you know it's fabulous yes oh, cool. that's yeah. another thing too I want to bring up before we before we uh end the show is we know that cats exist in this universe, but they're more so fictional characters. Sure, why not? Also, you have shows like Cat Squad. In one episode, Bluey has a cat plush. So how does that factor into this universe then? I, I, they're just I an alternate think about universe this all the time. Bluey characters exist, but they're all cats? Also, going back to the whole existential crisis about animals existing. 
existential cat cysts. Ah! So the episode of Bumpy and the wise old wolfhound. Bumpy wanted... No, no, Barnacus wanted a uh, pet dog. In a universe where they're all dogs. <laughs> no, you see... Oh, yeah! It was an no, you see, the reason that it was so sad when when uh, Bump when uh, Bumpy got sick was because uh, was because the episode was about her wanting a baby, and Aww. babies are puppies. So it was just an episode about please give me a baby, but <laughs> dogs are puppies, so they call it a puppy. But it's like, oh no, my baby is sick. I need to go everywhere to find a cure. You and know that makes a lot more sense now. I was like. No, I was watching it the other day with a couple people, and I was like, "Wait, is this technically slavery amongst dogs?" No, no, it's, oh god! No, I was like, it okay, was, it's it's baby. It makes a lot more sense now. Also, also, apparently, the Bluey title cards are an iMovie preset in this universe. <laughs> Don't ask me why, but wait, really? Yeah, because yeah, they're, they're when they're watching it on the tablet, the title card of the episode is on there. Oh yeah. Well, I think it's kind of funny that every once in what well, funny is a, is the wrong word for it, but I think it's kind of funny that every once in a while they sort of lightly sort of address the issue of infertility, babies being born early, and miscarriage, especially considering Bluey is implied to be a rainbow baby. Oh, so it's like, yeah, I feel like right. once per season they just sort of skirt around the idea of like things happening to babies specifically with early baby bumpy and the wise old wolf hound and then the the show episode of bluey just sort of lightly skirting around that topic without actually talking about it like fully yeah that's <laughs> oh, a such a great I, show I, I agree yeah it is great such show a- 10 out of 10 go watch it it's on Keep disney plus tapes. Keep, keep the, the damn tapes. tapes. This isn't Channel Karate, but keep the tapes. <laughs> Disney Plus. Just. Hey, What's the attraction? <laughs> What's the attraction? There's my blue ride. Yes. They're gonna make so, the Miranda Santa ride where you just where where you just have to keep jumping into the bed or they're gonna upgrade the hotels <laughs> oh no i want a sleepy time ride where it's just going through space i want a crazy yes. pillow <laughs> a crazy pillow yes uh sleepy time ride yeah that should be that should replace mission space at epcot just you're just vibing across the the whole galaxy yes <laughs> you get to see your mom's son oh Aww. yeah yes Oh man, Disney's gonna have the technology where they'll actually be able to scan customers' brains and be able to project their actual mother's voices every time, just to really stick oh, it to Oh man, no, don't do that to me. Ooh. No, heartwarming dystopia is my favorite genre. Oh. It's like dystopia, but a little bit heartwarming yeah. as a treat. A little bit. Also, yeah. it's Disney World. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Dystopia. So, Disney. Yeah, this dystopia doesn't have doesn't have the right color on the wall. Zero out of ten. Uh, it needs more Dole Whip. <laughs> I need Let's to be buy. Real. Everything needs more Dole Whip. Yes. 
Editor Chandler here. Since recording this episode, we found out that they actually have the Bluey House in Brisbane available as an Airbnb. So clearly that's the attraction. And it's like an exact replica of the house from the show. So um, there is a video of that on YouTube to look up if you're interested. It's, it's really cool. And we have reached the plugging portion of the podcast. Time to plug your stuff, everyone. All right. So All right. you can find me and Kit on Channel KRT, our podcast where we talk about obscure nostalgic media. As of recording this, we are in the midst of Honey, I Shrunk the Theme Month, where we are talking about Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the TV show all month long. And good God, it's just such a beautiful show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Not as beautiful as Bluey, but still beautiful enough. But And speaking of, you'll actually be able to hear Chandler on an upcoming episode next month where we'll be talking about Jonah, a VeggieTales movie. <laughs> it's wild. It was wild. Oh, it was a fun episode. Yes. Absolutely. Oh, my God. And, yes, we did sneak some Bluey talk in there. So, <laughs> so you can find us on channel underscore KRT on Twitter, Instagram at channel under instagram at channel krt podcast all one word and if you want to support us you can also find our discords and if you want to help support us financially you can also find our our patreon where we have exclusive minisodes outtakes and episodes of our podcast one day early we also <laughs> have links to our discord server and our facebook group in the link tree in our bio so but yeah outside of that you can find me on uh twitter at tyler fg instagram at tyler fg 96 and yeah, I'm going to go have some night bacon after this, so. <laughs> Hell yeah. Night bacon. You can find me over on Mission Breakout on Twitter and Discord, a walking pun on Instagram. You can find me over on various episodes of this show, as well as Escape from Vault Disney and the Emperor's New Podcast, besides Channel KRT, of course. And you can find me trying to play Keepy Uppy, but it's keeping my life together. <laughs> mood uh you can find me on twitter.com slash carousel unique and you can support me on patreon if you want to see my art and get me to draw bluey things for you which i will possibly yes. a discount because bluey gives me serotonin yes. you get the serotonin discount we should mention by the way that kind of the re part of the reason we got you on this episode was because i showed your humanized bluey art to chandler and he fucking oh. loved it. Rightfully so, by the way. Oh, that was so cute. Yeah, I saw that earlier, and it's so, so good. She's yeah. so beautiful. So I need yes. to humanize so the rest of them. Support yes. me on Patreon yes. so I can humanize the rest of them. Yes. So you've, established, you've established that Chilt, that Bluey and Bingo are mixed children. I want to see what, what Jillian Bandit would look like as humans. Yeah, I, t I, I, I always imagined like Chili so as being uh, black and Bandit as being white, or at least yes. like passive. I, th so I think that would be adorable. Ah, I, can, yeah. I can definitely see them being a mixed family, you know? Oh, yeah. Ooh, yes. Very sweet. Yes. Uh, and Andy. So uh, you can find me on a couple things. I have no Patreon at the moment, but one, you can find me on Green Shirts Are Cool which is my song cover for Wiggles right now yeah. on Instagram. Yeah, You can find me at Murray Plays a Thing, where it's a Murray tribute page for Murray Wiggle. And Murray is best Wiggle, by the way. Yes. Hell yeah. And also, <laughs> as mentioned earlier, you can find me on Flannel Music or Flannel Music for Kids, which is a children's project Tyler and I are doing. And I will do a special 
uh, birthday, Graham, if you want something for your special someone. Yeah. The current plan with Flannel Music is that we're looking into recording an album this year. So Yay, yes. good luck. Between, cool. between that and our other project, depending on whether COVID lets that get off the ground, but we'll see what happens. Sounds good. Yep. You can follow me on Twitter at Starport97 and at the YouTube channel Starport97, as well as this podcast at Ad Podcast Acronym. If you like this and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe. I'm on all the usual places, Google Play, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and I'm now available on iHeartRadio and Audible. Leave us a review, give us five stars, and share us with your friends. I've got a handful of episodes of my flagship show, Theme Park Backlot, on my YouTube channel. I also visited a whole bunch of parks across the Midwest last summer, and I'm slowly working on getting those vlogs finished. The first two episodes in that series, we visited Worlds of Fun and Adventureland in Iowa. Those are out on my YouTube channel, and the Marsley, Missouri episode will be coming out hopefully soon, maybe sometime this week. I don't know. If you want to support me even more, be sure to check out my new and improved Patreon. That's right, I actually have a Patreon again. Patreon.com slash Starport97. Just a dollar a month gets you early access to new episodes of this podcast one day early, and new videos at least one week early. Sometimes more if I haven't finished the next one quite on time. And uh, speaking of which, it's actually going to be a little while before the podcast comes back because I'm currently in the process of moving. I hate that I have to do this again since we just came off of a hiatus a month ago, but unfortunately it's the thing that I need to do to be able to focus on moving. Uh, But I will see you guys again at some point in March. 